0: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of our Birmingham City podcast, Blue Noise. This week's episode is a very special one as I met up with former manager Alex McLeish. Alex took time out from his schedule with Scotland to chat about the Carling Cup, Nikola Zigic working with Carson Young, and much more. So, without further ado, here's the interview in full. So, I'm delighted to be joined by Alex McLeish this week for our special edition of Blue Noise. Um, One of the most successful managers in Blues history. Alex, firstly, uh, thanks for coming on. Pleasure, um, my pleasure. I'm going to take you back to the start to begin with. Um, how did the move to Blues come about?
1: Well, actually, you know, I was I was the Scotland coach at the time, and um, it was just we just failed to qualify um, by losing at home to Italy. It, you know, a, a draw wasn't even enough. We battered them second half. And I'd had overtures um, maybe three or four weeks before, which I totally ignored uh, from some English clubs to Mm -hmm. be possibly the next manager. Um, There was one or two clubs, and Birmingham was one of them. And I said no. And then when we failed in the campaign, then I really did hanker to get back to the day-to-day stuff. uh, And I didn't. You know, I didn't want to wait for six months on a new competition to start with the national team and you know, I felt uh, I was young enough and ambitious enough to be a coach in the Premier League and I chose the Blues over three or four other teams and I had a really good feeling about it and in the end I worked with some fantastic people who are still there, still, some of the the administration staff and uh, still very close friends with. Mm. And I'll never forget those bunch of players who won the Carling Cup yeah. and with a wee bit more ambition the previous summer we, we, we would still be in the Premier League I feel you know we, we just failed to, to make the recruitment the, the, the targets that I wanted was um, eluded us and um, in the end we didn't have enough in our tank to stay in the Premier League because Mm -hmm. we we lost James McFadden the whole season after the Carling Cup final I think everybody forgets this Mm -hmm. that we lost both uh, Ziggic and Obafemi Martins for the rest of the season Uh, after the Carling Cup final I think maybe one part of a game uh, Zigic played and then he was out for the rest of the season which was a devastating blow because just when I got him into the way I wanted him to play for the Blues. He scored goals, he was getting winning goals against West Ham and goals against Villa, goals against uh, Arsenal in the final. And then we lost that guy and I didn't have enough resources to to score the goals to keep us in the Premier League. We We would actually have gone down on 40 points, do you believe that? And they say 40 is the target because we'd secured really a draw at Spurs when we were told that Wolves had scored again mm. and we had to go for it, and we sent all the centre halves up, and uh, Pavlochenko hit us in the break. But we would up finished in 40 points and still been relegated that season. So that was an absolute tragedy for Blues, and uh, I love them, I love the club, and I hope sincerely they get back up. Um, when you took over in the first season
0: and you couldn't prevent relegation, um, could you have foreseen the success that would follow
1: that? Yeah, I I, I did actually say at the time, and if you look back at my quotes, I said it was one step back to go two forward. Mm. We weren't strong enough to stay in the division. I came and we we did try to get a centre back, and that guy's name was Gary Cahill. Mm-hmm. I wonder what happened to him. And uh, had had we get somebody like Gary to come, I'm sure we could have stayed up because. We we were a little bit fragile in the centre half position, and uh, we we, we um, you know older players lacking legs, good footballers but lacking legs, and just maybe at the end of their career. So that was a big big blow. But as I said, one step back to go too forward, and that's what
0: happened. One of the uh, the most inspired signings in that first summer was uh, Kevin Phillips. How did you persuade him to? Rejects West Brom in the Premier League to come to Blues and get another championship road.
1: Yeah, it was just I was before that when I was at Rangers, I tried to get tempt um, Kevin to Glasgow mm. Rangers, and David Moyes said we don't quite have the money at the moment, and uh, I thought I'd never be able to work with with that guy again. But then when I got the chance to work with my Blues, I knew what. I, Absolute legend he was in terms of in the box, and, I, and I, I wasn't wrong about that. And he still did he did a fantastic job for us despite he's I think he was nearer forty than he was thirty five. Yeah. And Kevin was was brilliant, and it was just when I spoke to him, he, 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 he thought he still had some football in him. he Fancied the move to the Blues. He, I spoke about our ambition and they wanted to be a part of that and Kevin scoring the goal at Reading, I'll never forget, you know, getting the Blues back to the Premier League.
0: And that season they go up, the following season the ninth place finished the highest in 50 odd years and then after that the Carling Cup, can you explain your emotions of that day and what went on, what went into it?
1: Yeah, um, we, we had a great week to prepare for the Carling Cup final. And um Andy Watson my assistant Peter Grant assistant and I we worked with factions of the team throughout the week you mm. know midfield defense the forwards because we we had no midweek games and it, it was really like almost preparing for an international game yeah you know given my experience working with the international team but also in national football then it, it allowed us. To have good preparation time because normally in the Premier League it's game after game after game or the championship is game up, even, even more so intense um, and I, I felt really comfortable with what I was doing, I had a kind of master plan, we watched a team doing a good job against Barcelona mm. um, and we kind of, not plagiarised it but we, we played in a, a similar style where we, we tried to counter Arsenal's very aggressive full-backs and their wingers cutting inside all the time. And, and we did it really well. And my players, every, ma- every man, played a fantastic part. And they needed to do it. And we, we, I think we kind of dominated that game. You know, It was remarkable to go against an Arsenal side who were really going for Premier Leagues at the time then we, we, we were easily the better team and it was one of the greatest victories of my entire career. When you look back at that day and then what followed with relegation, would you ever consider swapping that Carling Cup win to stay in the Premier League? Um, I suppose in the, the current climate you you would want to be in the Premier League just with you know, the riches I guess but Nobody can ever take that Carling Cup away from the Blues or, or myself. And I really feel that if I'd just been given a wee bit more latitude in the recruitment situation that season after winning the Carling Cup, we would have been fine, you know. Uh, sorry, that season of the Carling Cup, we'd have been fine. Um, so that, that was pretty devastating for my personal pride. But also, no, I wouldn't have traded the Carling Cup car mm. to stay up. And I think that people have under- underestimated uh, the job that I did it, it, um, it blows really, you know. And also, in English football, I thought possibly I could have uh, coached at one of the bigger clubs. But, you know, that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I guess if, if I can win the Scotland, the, the World Cup with Scotland, then <laughs> I might have a chance. So uh, anyway, but that was, uh, no, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't sacrifice it, no. That that was just remarkable um, victory, brilliant for the small guy and uh, also really, really happy that I was able to make the Blues fans happy.
0: One of the stars that run was uh, Nicolas was signing for Valencia for a club record fee the previous summer. Yeah, uh, scored a big goal against Villa to win that game and scored the uh, the first goal for Blues in the final.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, can you give us an insight into the man because he's a player that Blues he's almost a cult hero now. At blues they they love Aye. him. Um Aye. Can you give us a bit of an insight into the man himself and what he was like around the place?
1: He was a lovely guy, you know. He, he was a tremendous um, character in the dressing room. Very liked a, a laugh. He joined in with the players and the banter and one of the things though was trying to get him to adjust to English football Mm. and it took me a wee while to kind of get him to play to the strengths that I felt he had and the strengths that we had as a team. He, He wanted to come to the ball all the time as they do in generally in international football and and maybe they only get one chance a game, and and it's a cross into the box, and inevitably yeah. Zigic would score for for uh, Serbia. Um, but I didn't want that. We need we needed to try and create more chances and be more prolific in the opposition box. And I showed uh, Zigic a lot of um, video work from other players that that were similar to his style. And I I, I told him that's what I want you to do. Now, for him to adjust to that took a while, Mm. and I think maybe almost two or three months. You know, maybe it was around about October or something by the time the the big fella started to get get the message, (coughs) and he started scoring winning goals. So we got a winner against Stoke at at St Andrews. He got a winner away at West Ham. Mm. You know, as you said, he got the vital goals in the cup. And, you know, I, I can't, I'll n- never forget Big Ziggy's contribution. And uh, as I said, he was a lovely fella. Mm. And um, then, obviously, the summer of um,
0: 2011 came. Um, you said you you missed out on players in that summer after the cup final. Um, after the cup final, you wanted to strengthen whatever. It
1: was um, probably before, before the cup. It was, it was the summer before, before you know. Yeah. It was the summer of 2010 when we when I, I actually met with the owners and uh, the chief executive in South Africa yeah, and I asked, I gave them a list of players that I, I wanted and I had already made approaches to the agents and we never got them uh, in the end which left us short because we, we did have Kevin but he was 38 going on 39 yeah. Cameron Jerome was injured towards the end, as the end of the season as well. Oops, excuse me, my phone. Schoolboy error. And um, sorry, for that, guys, uh, interrupted the blog. So Cameron Jerome um, was injured towards the end also. So that meant I had no Zagic, I had no. Um, no, uh, and and Alexander Klebb was up and down in terms of fitness. He never really got himself to a great state of fitness, Alex. Um, he he was a wonderful player and you know, had he been uh, more fit and he had clear of injury then possibly I could have done something with him and Kevin towards the end of the season. Matt, Matt Derbyshire, um, he, he struggled to get goals in the Premier League, he got a couple in the cup. So we were really weak in the, mm. the, the, the striker department and that's something that I feel could have been avoided had we done what I wanted to do in the previous summer of 2010. might have jog your memory a little, who was on that list that you gave to the uh, yeah, um Yeah, well I'll tell you who was on that list. Um, he played yesterday and he had a disappointing experience. He plays for Tottenham Hotspur, Musa Dumbaylee. I had his agent at St Andrews, he shook my hand and he said he liked his, his players to go to smaller clubs to start with, he, mm. he, he classed Blues as a smaller club, which I guess against the Man United we, uh, we, we sort, of, sort of would have been, um, and I took him to New Street Station, mm. dropped him off and he said well, well the deal will be done by the weekend and by Friday he signed, signed for Fulham. <laughs> something (laughs) happened I think maybe it was the agent's payment or something and um, I I loved Moussa uh, way back then I thought Mm -hmm. he was a terrific player as we see now and I even phoned a guy who worked with him, Dick Advocat who I worked with at Rangers and Dick said "Alec, if you don't even see him or if you see him blind I think was the way he said it Take him mm. if he's five million, take him. And I said, I, I said to the board, I thought he could make the club between 10 and 15 million in, in the coming years. And they, they they hadn't heard of him, so they, they, they said no. Um, <coughs> the other two were Bobby Zamora, yeah. Bobby definitely wanted to come, but yeah, when we got Zagic, then the, the goalposts seemed to move a wee bit, mm. and um. There was one other one, um, mm. Micali, who played for um, one of the Palmos. Sicilian teams. Parma,
0: Palma, maybe.
1: Uh, um, not, it was, it was Palermo. Palermo. Yeah, Palermo. Yes, that's right. You're correct. And uh, Nicol- Micali, uh, Fabrizio miccoli he was like a poor man's Aguero. <laughs> that might not. That might be insulting, but he was that kind of player. Small. But very, very skillful and he, not only could he score goals, he could bring people into play, his hold up play was fantastic. So, anyway, it's it's what might have been and I think that those players would pro- probably I think the Blues would still be in the Premier League just now. And as a established team like maybe Powers, Stoke, I've been for the last ten years, mm. struggling a bit this season, Stoke, and, and also maybe a Burnley. Mm. You know. The ninth position. I I felt we could we could uh, do that if only recruitment was proper, and that's that's massive in 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 the Premier League.
0: How how tough was it? Because it was obviously a a, an uncertain period in the club's history when Carson Young was in charge. How difficult was he to work with?
1: You know what? Carson was a lovely guy. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't find it hard to work with him at all. But you know, obviously, Mm -hmm. he he'd other people. To pull the strings for them, and um, you know, I I don't want to say anything about anybody. You, you know, it's, it's in the past. It's history. Things could have
0: been done better. Mm. Was that 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 meeting in South Africa? Then was at the moment you realised that um, in terms of transfers and the way you wanted the club to go forward, it was going a little bit
1: wrong. Would you say? Um, yeah, I I felt it wasn't the. the I would like to. I had more of an influence but it, you know that, that, that's what happens it's it's. Um, I, I think nowadays you see owners, and they put their money in, they, they can do what they want mm. you know that's up to them but that there is uh, times when I think that maybe they, they could have leaned on me more with mm. my expertise
0: Why does that happen? Do you think why do owners and people who obviously put their own money why do they decide that they want to kind of um Almost sign the players they want rather than listening to the man who's got 20 odd years experience and who's watched thousands yeah. of games.
1: Yeah, well, well, that that is their prerogative, and it, and it is um, they have close friends themselves who will be a big influence on them, and I guess that, that that they they would tend to trust and listen to them. So I I understand that, I get it, you know, but um, it's frustrating for a coach of my experience that. That um, you know may have harmed me a little bit in in my football career in England. Then the obviously the relegation
0: came, and there was the chance to move across the city and go to Villa. Yeah. How how difficult a decision was that at the time? After obviously the, the years you had with Blues,
1: it was difficult because I, I was kind of shot to pieces um, with the fact that we won Cowan Cup and then get relegated. I just couldn't work that out. Um, well, I. I did work it. I've told you, Mm -hmm. on this blog about the reasons why, but it was a blow to my pride and, um, you know, going across to Villa, god, I I was still in a state of shock leaving Blues and and, uh, what happened to Blues, but, again, at Villa I did a a, a, a job in terms of um, financially saving them a lot of money in one season mm. and keeping them in the Premier League it, that is just impossible nowadays mm. in the Premier League and even then it should have been impossible but somehow we we, we stayed up and um, I think we had 17 draws a couple of those draws turning into wins would have left us in about 10th position or 9th mm. or something but um, just just at that time we, we, we held on and uh, it was a team that kind of was disintegrating but um, it was a difficult move to go from Blues to Villa, it was almost like going from Rangers to Celtic mm. and uh, yeah, I didn't realise how, how um, animated the fans would become over that of both clubs and some Birmingham fans will probably never forgive me but um, in general when I go back people say to me they, they'll never forget that. That f- a brilliant day at Wembley. That first
0: um, return with Forest. Uh, what was that like, and what were you expecting as you went in? At Forest. Just, uh, when you went back with Forest and Andrews, uh, what was it like? Oh yeah, yeah. When you um, went back,
1: yeah, I was a wee bit um, kind of you know, feeling the adrenaline inside. But I was proud to get to be back at St Andrews, um, not in the, the home dugout, unfortunately, but um, certainly with Forest and the game kind of came and went it was it was a non-event really for for me in terms of the result obviously but we yeah i got the same welcome that that i always get when i meet the old staff and stuff and the staff that are still there and in general i never really got booed that much Mm. you know there, there was a wee faction obviously who will will always be on your tail and uh, but probably not not as as bad as the, the wee faction that was there at Aston Villa who kind of were on my case the whole season. Um, and, and they say this the the noisy minority make the biggest noise. They mm. make the biggest sound. So, but it was another experience in my life. And I don't I never ever say do do I regret that I don't regret anything I always look back and say it was an experience what did I learn from it mm, that's fair and um, when you were because obviously you
0: were based in Berlin at the time when you were managing Blues in that summer of 2011 and then moved across to Villa yeah and um, what were the conversations with your family like around that when, when they found out you were contemplating a move
1: to um, across the city well they, they, um we just sort sort of like a part of my career, it wasn't as if I was brought up a Blues fan mm, and it yeah. wasn't as if I was brought up a Villa fan, so I had every right to go to whichever club that I chose Um just said to you I underestimated the, the feeling between the two sets of fans but in saying that Villa have got a phenomenal heritage it is, uh, a, there is a lot of it way way back in the past but fans hang on to that and they'll never forget that and and again I thought could I help Villa to become a huge club again and to be a a presence in the Premier League. I did however know that when I I took up the reins and what was explained to me and the parameters that I was going to work under and you know I I faced them head on. I could have walked away, but I said, no, I'm going to take it on. But I did say in my head that it's not going to be this season when you, you have to you know shorten the, uh, the wages by quite a considerable amount of money. I said, well, I won't be getting any bonuses this season. It will be uh, a chance to consolidate, keep them in the Premier League, and even when I told my wife um, my parameters, she saw my face and she says, "Oh, oh not another one of those seasons." Because she's seen me seen it happening before, when you have to downsize at the Glasgow uh, Rangers and we had a tough season. And she says, uh, "Oh, we we're going to go through torture again, aren't we?" <laughs> so she read it brilliantly. She was absolutely correct. And finally, for me, and um, when.
0: When obviously you're busy now in Scotland and trying to work towards that next that next Euros, yeah. but
1: um, do you ever get time to look back at those memories of Blues, those four oh years? God, aye. Oh God, I, oh God, yeah, and and I've still got some pictures in my basement to to um, really remember it. But uh, yeah, I love the love the Blues, and I, and I said I went back last summer and a few months ago, and I was up at. Uh, Ironically, it was a mate's fortieth birthday party, mm. and I think it's forty. Yeah, yeah, or fifty. maybe fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness, um, yeah. a senior moment for me there. And and he's a Villa fan. And uh, the next very next day, I arranged to meet Julia Shelton. Mm. That's the guy's name, David Lindsay, by the way. But the next very next day, I went back and I met um, Julia yeah. who. Is the Villa Secretary. Mm. She's been there for donkey's years and she's so passionate about the Blues. And they were, at that time of the season, they, they were in a bad position and she was nearly crying, you know. But I met her and her husband, her partner Martin, who's the groundsman. Mm. Great guys, two great people and uh, we lamented a wee bit about the Blues, but it looks like they're in good hands just now with Gary Monk. Mm. Um, he looks to have steadied the, the, the boat a little bit and I think that's what's needed and it's, it sounds like a good, organized guy and hopefully they stay up this season to do something bigger next season. Thanks One very step much. backwards to go too forward. Thanks very <laughs> much, Alex. Thanks
0: for joining Alex. Yes. Thanks very much to Alex for taking part. If you want to hear more exclusive interviews uh, from various members of Birmingham City history, uh, please subscribe to our Blue Noise podcast on Acast, iTunes and uh, leave us a a rating, please, and uh, some nice feedback if you can. Thanks very much for listening.